thing. Uh, I feel I, weird. All I'm just saying is, is for as much as they sit there and pretend that they care about creator health, I'm going through and having to manually scrub all of my comments. Oh my God. Telegram winner bots. And now they're starting to get smarter about replying specifically to people. Yeah. It used yep. to just be like a one-off and yeah, now yeah. there's like five in one comment thread and YouTube doesn't give me any better tools to manage that. I have to no. do this manually while reporting I, every single one of them that comes in. One, uh, um, there, I got one this morning and uh, Chemi over, over on Twitter uh, brought it up to my attention because I didn't even see it. It wasn't yeah. even the U1 type of thing, but it was message me at Telegram, kind of uh, mm-hmm. like the message with the pointed finger kind of thing. It's almost like we should just block the, 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 the finger thing because whoever yeah. responds back would be, you know, you're the, you're the man. That's not a bad idea. I used to do whenever I was feeling coy, I would do sort of like one of the smirking emojis with the two fingers touching. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to add that right now. I'm going to just put the the fingers. The, the, the finger. Any comment yeah. that has fingers in it is now just going to get immediately sidelined. Well, oh. hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another <laughs> podcast of two I... old guys complaining about YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> How you doing? Back in the States, uh, back in my home lab uh, on a different camera. I'll, I will say I'm using the same camera I used last week. I did bump up the resolution to 4K on the camera, but the feed should still be. And I think I'm hoping the feed is still at 1080 because <laughs> I didn't drop it. Still be 1080. Oh, my God. OK. Yeah. No, we dropped. <laughs> uh, you're 720. Yeah. TK uh... is potato quality, dude. Okay, I'm a little bit better now. No, I so I dropped it to 480 last week or 720 last week because I was in a really bad um the hotel Wi-Fi in Barcelona was absolutely bonkers amazing. I was uploading 1.6 gig files in 30 seconds to YouTube. Like I've so never nice, seen right? speeds like that. This is like seriously like the way you want it as a creator to be able to basically say, hey, you know what? I can work till the last second and push upload, and I'm not gonna have to yeah. worry about it. That worked. The moment I went to Malaga. No, that all went south from there because it was south of Barcelona. And it was like <laughs> super slow, fluctuating um, on my phone on the Pixel 7 Pro. It would drop and disappear. Like I would lose Wi-Fi in the middle of the yeah. call. Um, I tried having a, a WebEx call. I jumped into a call because uh, some of my friends in the U.S. obviously were still working. <laughs> they didn't take a vacation because most of the people were in Barcelona. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just horrible. And, I, and, and as I was telling Juan earlier, I rewatched the show <laughs> and it's like, it was quite a bit of a TK frozen moment, you know, like TK was really fan yeah, of frozen. The so, movie at this point. So here's the thing. I'm an audio yeah, yeah. nerd. Yeah. We're having a conversation. It's like a phone call, right? Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't care if your video is getting a little stuttery because I think mm-hmm. it's so much, isn't that so much worse? Like you're in the middle of a call or something. Oh, oh, you're breaking up. Oh, you're, you, fro- uh, we were uh, yeah. talking about, but oh, you, oh, you derailed the whole, oh, the whole conversation goes somewhere you're, else. Yeah. Your, your, your mainframes got hacked. Oh, oh. And then you're like, I guess it doesn't matter that we were talking about something. All right. I, I sure. totally agree. No. And, I'm and it's the, the bane of my existence on like family video calls too, where it's uh-huh. like, we tried to video call you while you were on LTE and oh no, the video got a little chat. Oh, we can't like, then what you could have just called me. Like, you could have just, just made that a phone call. call. Like there's, that, there's that a thing called phone calls that it, 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 it discovered it a few years ago. Um, <laughs> and I love it too, that it, like from some of my family members, it's always with the tone of an ac- accusation. Yeah. You, you, you're chopping up like, I intended to like you. Yeah. Oh, 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 the, the worst thing call. ever is when 
the internet starts tweaking out at home here <laughs> and, then, and my son omar calls me like as if i'm the internet guru or the internet provider <laughs> the internet's not working what's going on i'm like hold on let me pull up my book oh today is definitely outage day that's why you don't have internet yeah. um yeah no no i'm with you i'm with you it, it's a it's a different it, it was an interesting conversation i i will say um i am still in in somewhat of a recovery mode yeah you got sick uh, didn't you? from yeah uh well not from so it was weird okay so i i got back on saturday night sunday monday no problem tuesday start going uh, you know tuesday night maybe wednesday morning started to go a little bit south so i picked it up and i think i picked it up from my son the stress uh, lowered my immune system and that just kind of trumbled. And then whatever he had, I just picked it up right away. Like, you know, pass, pass the ball kind of a thing. So he and I both are running with some, you know, runny nose, just um, congestion a little bit. I was telling Juan before, I was like, uh, I don't know, hopefully it's not that bad. So I have my napkins and I got my water. So I should be good for now. Nice. And uh, we'll we'll try to keep it PG. I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll try to keep it uh, clean and I'll mute anytime I know it's going to be a bad sneeze because I've been getting those a little bit. So it's like some of those you'll see me just get off frame or the camera just follow, you know, where I am. Sorry. You, you just you just move your head away from the microphone to breathe a la Tazon Day. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be really ASMR. You know, if you really want it to feel like how uh, how a cold feels like. Yeah. Um but otherwise, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I am, like I said, I'm using the same camera, the the link, uh, mm-hmm. the Insta360 link. We already got a link. question. Maz, B, is it auto zooming? Yes. Or if, if you're auto zooming, so I feel it it, like it auto frames to um to to my face. Ooh, fancy. So it it does uh it it has pretty good tracking. I'm surprised actually on how fast it tracks back and forth. And the camera is about uh, maybe like two two and a half feet away from me. So about the same distance as the normal camera. I just I, I wanted to see how this would look. Um, obviously the you know the A7S three will look way better. The colors would look better. I'm a little. I feel like I'm looking a little bit more pale than normal. Like this is more of a like you know the color palette is very off. <laughs> you know, but you know Juan looks like he's you know all red and all of that good stuff going on with the the different textures, no, no <laughs> blushing ready. and all. Yeah, he's Ooh. blushing for the two of us. <laughs> it's great. I actually I had to open up the window. Um, because we're Did supposed it get to get hot for you guys? Like cold, cold, rainy spell. No, it, no. It, oh, yeah. The rain's actually, supposed to start tonight. It was, it was really lovely today. Yeah. Except I was running a whole bunch of gear. Like yeah. Two, two monster PCs, three laptops, a bunch of phones. The sun was hitting this wall, um, in the late afternoon. Yeah. And it was easily 15 degrees hotter in the office than it was. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. When you're running a lot of stuff. So, so yeah. when you see this health, healthy flush yeah. in my cheeks right now, I earned it. Yeah, I, I was going to strip off the, the hoodie, but I'm kind of all gross and sweat stained underneath, I think. So let's well, not do I, that. I'll say this. We haven't perfected smell-o-vision yet. So at that point, I'll probably Ooh. say we're good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I can imagine. So I didn't... Okay, so when, when you told me you're, re- you're re- building an old PC, I didn't realize that yeah. it was an actual PC PC. Like I thought like it was maybe a yeah. small... Okay. Because I'm still trying to figure out how to fix my PC, uh, which so is still it's, down. It's already early access on the Patreon. I have those different patron tiers. Like it, you chip in a buck and you get access to everything for a month. But it, for some of the higher tiers, I'll do like early access or special Q and A's or stuff like that. Just n- nothing that I feel is content critical, but it's just mm-hmm. a nice gesture for people that are supporting at a higher tier. So it's already early access Perfect. on the Patreon. But my cute little Nook Extreme has been mm-hmm. wigging out bad. Oh, um, and and it and it's it's falling apart. It fell apart fast. 
um, like so actually fall the, apart, like pieces on like the adhesive starting to fall whoa, whoa. off on certain. This this is what's left of it. Oh wow! <laughs> Crap. So okay. I basically ripped out everything that wasn't a, a PCI board uh-huh. or a power supply. Yeah, yeah, and it like like a little baby crab moving to a bigger shell. Oh my god! Okay, so you you're you're okay. Well, at least you're trying to upgrade it. Yeah. So oh, I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're giving it the good run. Actually, after this podcast, Marie and I have kind of like a late night gaming date. We want to just good. kind of mess around and see. Um, that little nook has been such a champ as our, I mean, it was gross overkill. It yeah. was a nook nine extreme uh, ninth gen mobile part. So what is that? The 9980, I think it was the, the laptop. Core yeah, the I9. H, the, yeah, yeah the Core i9 HDs. Um, and uh, I, I threw a little 1660 Super in there very, very quickly. Like a week ago, we're gaming. It's great. Everything's going fine. One day, it just clicks off. There's no, like, error code or blue screen of death. It is just hard shut off. And, and I've then... never seen that from the Nook before. And then immediately after that, it was... If the system was running for more than like five minutes, it would just power off and it would snap so thermals. Off. Yeah, okay. So, so th- somehow the thermals I, I, were. I don't think it was. I actually oh. think it was the power supply. I think the power supply was okay. dying. So that that box, this this little nook is super super tight. So, yeah, of course. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is like a, it's, it's a mini ATX uh, configuration. <laughs> oh no, it's it's smaller than mini ATX because the entire motherboard fits on a PCI card. Oh wow! So all oh, of that's the right, that's right. The guts nook. of a nook mm-hmm. fit on what would be smaller than most GPUs. Yeah, and that's everything. That's your CPU, your RAM, your storage, everything. Your Wi-Fi card, antennas, okay. all of your I/O, mm-hmm. all of your USB ports. Everything fits on one slightly chunky PCI card. Um, Excuse me, sorry, I just got a, a mouthful of dust. <laughs> ah. <coughs> and I thought you were so, getting what I had, but yeah, keep going. So uh, so I, I ripped out the PCI card and the GPU, um, and there aren't a lot of cases because there isn't th- – these aren't standardized computer guts. Mm-mm. No, no. So um, this Nook experiment would have been really cool if Intel had continued with these um, Nook cards because the whole promise of this was – hey, don't worry, for 10th gen and 11th gen, we'll make these extreme cards that can slot right in mm-hmm. on the Nook cases that you already have. Um, they started making with the 9th gen, and yeah. then they stopped making those cards with the 9th gen. Yeah. So there was no upgrade potential. Any of the manufacturers that tried to make cases for that Nook extreme basically got burned. Um, because the only reason to get one of those Nook Extreme uh, third-party cases was to migrate your Nook build to another case, which In case now you this was ninth yeah. gen. This was like four or almost five years ago. Four years ago? Something like mm-hmm. that. Um, now, no one's working on those systems. All of those cases have been discontinued. I found one on eBay. Okay. So uh, we're, we're giving that a try. There's a helicopter flying right over my window right i was about to ask did you move the office to the airport but okay that explains it like they they knew we were doing a podcast they showed up hey hey, man at least it's not the lawnmower guy yeah right the 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 leaf gardener yeah the the leaf blower guys during during the podcast this, this monday so um it's been a fun project because like 
our whole family has started kind of finding their flavors of PC gaming. Okay. Um, for Lex, it's been Brawlers. Okay. The little girl loves Shredder's Revenge. We're going to try uh, River, River City Ransom. We're going to try mm -hmm. Battletoads. Like, this is, this is the fun for her. And she's now kind of gotten used to gaming on the TV. Yeah, for yeah. Marie and I, it's always been like classic Tetris. We've started playing other games like It Takes Two. Yeah, she yeah. started playing a few rounds of Vampire Survivors. <laughs> and then with everybody that's like kind of getting into PC gaming now, that's when the Nook is like, nope, can't handle it anymore. Well, <laughs> I mean, you, there, there, are really yeah, there are certain limitations when you go with mobile parts, and especially when you're trying to microsize some of these things. Uh, performance isn't exactly desktop PC, but yeah, you're right. I mean, at some point, there is going to be a, a bottleneck issue. Uh, oh, yeah. But the fact that it I mean, decided it's, to it's just shut off, that, that's a High performance little... laptop guts. And, and oh, yeah. I, I, I guess, like, I shouldn't be too surprised. Because there's almost no clearance for the two cards. So if you have yeah. a GPU next to the Nook card, the Nook card is pulling air off the back plate of the GPU. Oh, okay. So it's sucking up hot is, air. Yeah. So the intake fan is basically a centimeter yeah, away yeah, yeah. from the back plate of the GPU. And then let me just hold this back up. I'm kind of ruining part of my video here. That's the only airflow off the piece uh, off the power supply the p so the psu has the power it pulls air from the ins from the back and then pushes the air up no no, no. So where's where's the, the other air coming only from? a passive a passive vent i don't even In think i can get this on camera there's a passive vent okay. you can see copper yeah, yeah i mean like if i could get the camera to sort of angle into the case there are open vents and you can see the copper pipes uh -huh. the only thing that is moving air through the PSU is this little exhaust fan, which is about the diameter of my thumb. Yeah, and I'm assuming it's pulling the air from the bottom, though, like most standard PSUs. Uh, or is it? Or is it through the copper? Through that copper open? Oh, that is not even big enough. Yeah. Ooh, wow. So yeah, two 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 finger holes by by the passive open vents on the bottom of the case, but that is not all enough. of all of the cabling uh -huh. goes right in front of the passive vents so, so it doesn't matter so it's, it's it doesn't pulling, matter if you yeah you have a lot a little of air from the bottom because it's got to go through all of the cables that actually route yeah because they're yeah, not yeah. even modular cables they're all like fixed cables well, i mean the uh, yeah they, they were really challenged by the limit by the the cramp so spacing. what they were hoping this is hilarious this is this is insane design to make something this small what they were hoping it, they just ran a uh i don't even think i can get it to focus on this this is this is like a big old heat sink on just top on the top of the PCB that manages the PCI cards, hopefully pulling some heat yeah. out of the PSU, which then the top fans would hopefully suck out. But basically, okay. you just get you just get airflow in the top third of the case, and the whole bottom two thirds become a giant soak. So basically, and, yeah, you're, and you're just stewing, you're cooking stuff inside. Yeah surprisingly it lasted that long so the question though is you're saying upgrading it so i'm assuming you're mm -hmm. going into that new body that you bought off of ebay and you're just going to fix because you can't get another psu right it's not a standard side psu the case is probably they're probably uh, i was going to say melted together really? but like built together the psu is part it, of the case it is, it's not a it is impossible i mean it is totally possible to completely strip every part off of the case it, yeah it it would be an inordinate challenge 
And even for a decently powerful older Nook, I mean, because this mm-hmm. is this is a beefy little PC for what a Nook actually should be. Yeah, it yeah is it's not extreme. worth it. And there's no, there's, I, I'm very not confident that I would get it all put back together. Um, <laughs> You're like, it's one it, of those, I disassembled it, but I have a few extra screws somehow. Even yeah. just doing this, like get, having to get a few of, like the USB cable that, that just manages your front ports. Yeah. Gutting that required me to remove a bracket and a clip by the Wi-Fi antennas. And I don't know that I can get that back in there without bending the plastic on the front shell mm-hmm. And if I can really get one of my small jewelry screw, screwdrivers in there, I'll probably snap it. You man, the <laughs> so bad that, yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> even if this new case, this the, the new case is is just getting field tested for real now. Okay, uh, is but, the, is but the new case just a case, tests. or does it have some of the guts of of another build? No, 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 no. It, it can't. You can't oh. use a standard case. You need no, 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 something no. that is going to manage the Nook yeah. card in a nook style environment okay okay the nook is its own motherboard but you've got to mount it into a special pci slot exactly no no i i, I know what i meant to say is that the new case that you got for the entire system i was mm-hmm. wondering if it if it came with any um i'm assuming was it was it uh, basically gutted out from another system that was sold or is it actually just the case if you had to buy a brand new one that's how it would come like a brand new so, case on its own so with, the powers, with the PSU. Th- th- that's what's so messed up. We are so used to PC building. We think of things like standard PC parts. Yeah. But Nooks, uh, Nooks don't have standard PC parts. Oh. So it is a Nook case made by Cooler Master. Oh, that okay. That only okay. works for Nooks. Okay. Because you need this special PCB with two PCI slots exactly. that can manage yeah. power. Uh-huh. But that's not a motherboard. No, no. The motherboard itself so, so is the actual Nook. Yeah, the motherboard right. is the PCI card that you slot into here. I mean, it's such a head trip. This is wholly so it, unique design. The motherboard so, kind of works like how daughter boards used to work on, on the main build PCs. And it's like running really more. Apple two days and you're yeah, like, oh, exactly, you get this yeah. co-processor. That's, like, that's <laughs> the like whole a, computer. That's yeah. what, okay, okay. You know, I, get, so, I get No, I, I, I wasn't. I For some reason, because I've used... So I, I, w- I guess my reference point was more of the uh, the Azul PCs that we've done, like you know the yeah. the the oh my god the uh, yeah. I forgot the name of the brand, but they, you know like they're basically Geekum. their family Geekum and stuff like that. The, yeah. the, the fanless PCs that are typically mm-hmm. a single board with everything mounted on it, kind of like almost like a, a glorified Raspberry Pi for so to a certain if, point. If you go with like the the sort of uh, the more traditional Nook builds and like what oh, I don't think I have a Geekom out right now. I put them all away, um, but but if you were to just take the shell off of that yeah. and put it on a PCI slot and then put a little intake fan on it. Mm-hmm. That's what the Nook Extreme card is. Okay. And then you've got to mount it in a chassis. And so the the Cooler Master case, the big upgrade is just mm-hmm. larger fans on the top and a, a traditional um, small form factor PSU. So instead oh, of okay. this dinky little thumb fan, it's like a, it's like a big... Um, well, like the, the whole back, fan. the whole back will be the grill opening, basically, where you're able to it's able to to run more air and, and, and at least extend the life longer yeah. so that I can maybe get, I think, up to a 2080 Ti in that case. Okay. So where the Nook case had the 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 the, the mini cards, like I've uh-huh. got a 1660 Super, but it's one of the mini 1660s. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go up to a standard sized 
Um, <laughs> like the GP. It's funny. The GPU card is bigger than the actual PC. It's a uh, side oh, card. The 1660 yeah. Super is bigger. Bigger. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. The, whole no, PC. I know, I know. the 2080 Ti is going to dwarf it. It's, it, it's, it's comical. Yeah, yeah. When you said 2080 Ti, because you didn't even say mini, I'm like, okay, crap. <laughs> that thing yeah. is like like massive thing with a little P, uh, PC, well, not PCB, but like a main motherboard uh, PCI card on the side. But I, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how how you you know bring that device the, that system back up in back back into life. I would say not back up, but like back to life. Um, a little bit. Yeah, you're you're at least more advancing uh, in in your endeavors than I am. I'm still trying to troubleshoot and figure out how to get my system to just to post. I can't even get it to turn on for a second. And All have I have is a red light. Feedback? Have you gotten? I mean, MSI, like, not MSI. So gigabyte gigabytes being the laziest, they're they're approaching this with the laziest approach ever. They're trying to blame everything but their motherboard, and I need to troubleshoot everything but their motherboard before yeah. they will they will basically put in an uh, put in an RMA for me. So they want me to buy another CPU, they want me to buy another cooler. I've already troubleshooted the PSU. The PSU was not an issue. I'm getting power to the board. Obviously, there's a yeah. red light. It's, there is power, but sure. it will not turn on. Like I cannot. Like the fans don't boot up, nothing runs. The only thing that runs that connects everything to per, to turn on the system is the motherboard. It's not the CPU, mm-hmm. but I took off the CPU because I, I have my uh, AIO on it. So I took out the AIO, and I, there was no leaking of you know thermal paste or anything like that. I took For out sure. the CPU. There was no melting of anything, so there's no. It, it didn't seem like the CPU was damaged. So I put the CPU back. I put some uh, put the thermal paste on. Put the AIO. I'm. And I and I basically just took it out on myself, and I bought another motherboard from Amazon. Not not that I want to keep it, but they don't make my motherboard anymore. So I went with the 570s yeah. series. It's like the, okay. the only version that's available. And I'm hopefully going to get that maybe tomorrow or Saturday. I'm going to put that in. If I can get the system to boot up, that's going to be my call to just say, "Hey, your motherboard is messed up." Right. And I'm honestly going to just start moving away from Gigabyte. This is my second motherboard issue or the second system I've had problems with. Because yeah. you remember about a year or so, maybe two years ago, I had the same thing. I was out of a computer yeah. for two weeks, two to three weeks, and it was basically the motherboard. So, um, and, but at, at least at that time, it was a, a BIOS issue, which I couldn't fix. And it was because I, I went with a cheaper. So I decided to go with a more expensive one. Um, I hit up our buddy Ter- uh, Terrence, uh, the, the poet uh, over on Twitter. Yeah. And um, he's he's recommending MSI motherboard. So I'm thinking I'm probably just if I can get this thing up and running, honestly, uh, I'm I'm going to put this into Omar's system, give him uh, it's going to be overkill for what he has. But I mean, for what he needs, you know, for gaming and stuff like that. And I'm going to use that as an excuse for maybe going up to the 7950 X 3D um, system. So jump up to the next one. This hassle, I feel treat yourself. I well, I mean, it and it, it the the thirty nine fifty the thirty nine fifty X is is actually still more than capable of dealing with everything sure. I had. I just felt like he's still running on the eighteen hundred X, so he's really old uh, on on like first gen um, Ryzen uh, SoC, which is not an issue. It still runs perfectly for what he needs it. Sure. I mean, he's playing Minecraft and and, and but but you, um, we also get stuck in these cycles because it's what happened with my last PC where I ended up with like. It was a pretty good motherboard with a decent mm-hmm. um, Intel uh, workstation grade CPU and 64 gigs of RAM. And you're like, I have nowhere to put this. I have nothing to do with this. So, Absolutely. Yeah, you can't upgrade because you're like, well, what do I do with the rest of this technically functioning yeah. system? Yeah, exactly. 
So, so it, I, I feel it's one of those things where you're going through the hassle, you're already mixing and matching some of these parts, they're making you jump through these hoops, and you might as well come out of this with something that also just kind of makes you feel good. Yeah. And then you've got the benefit of it rolling over as an upgrade for your sound Absolutely. system. Too, and, so. and the biggest thing for me is that the, the AM4 and AM5 are not upgradable to each other. So I can't, it's not like I can keep the motherboard yeah. and just jump into the 7 series. The 79, uh, the 7950 is, is the new AM5 uh, chipset, which is the new non-pin chipset that you just basically put on top. So mm-hmm. it will literally be the best that uh, Omar can get on an AM4 and <laughs> it, it will be overkill for many for years sure. to come. You know what um, we should and do I, is see if if his school has like a computer or robotics club, and maybe ooh. donating the older gear might might work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, but yeah, exactly. Because of the, uh, the, I mean, the old board and, and and CPU should be more than still functioning. Old CPU board and RAM will end up basically being the ones I tr- uh, I I, I donate. I and mean, then... even if they just want to, if they want just want to use it as like a demo, like this is what is inside a computer. <laughs> and this is why Ryzen is better than Intel. And, and, and insert Watch, all that. Now we're going to touch that. every part of this motherboard without a static strap. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> In my career with PC building, that actually happened to me one time where I fried a, uh, not it? a motherboard, a, a hard drive. I shorted a hard drive, oh, yeah, and yeah. I saw it happening, which was the stupidest thing ever. It was a long time ago. I opened up the case and I was like, hey, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to touch anything. And I moved my finger close enough to the hard drive. And all I saw was system shut down. And I'm like, oh, crap. Tell me I didn't do it. I turned on the computer. No, it wouldn't turn on. Took out the hard drive. I'm like, crap. I shorted the hard drive. Then it was it was literally, I think it's the the PCB portion of it, the the drive. I think the disks were still fine. But I shorted out that component. So, yeah. Never doing that again. Always, (sighs) always with a... I mean, the we bracelet. really take for granted how robust these parts are now, because like, I, like I'm I'm ripping apart this yeah. case, and, and you're like grabbing like, hey, look at this, yeah, yeah. And, like <laughs> I didn't ground myself or anything. Like, we used it's, to you know do. what, Juan, because you yourself are grounded. I am. That's I'm the very, level I'm, of. I'm I'm pretty much the most humble that I know. Absolutely, so, you're you're just so yeah. right there on the grass. <laughs> we got a couple <laughs> comments here I do want to highlight. Gabaletta is saying uh, this is why Windows on ARM needs to get better. These nooks would benefit greatly from ARM processors. I mm-hmm. after using the Surface Pro 9 where uh, you've got a Windows machine, full desktop operating system that is Yep ballparking roughly in the same tier maybe a little bit ahead of like the most expensive galaxy tab s8 like if we're gonna say premium tablet to premium tablet i felt windows on arm was perfectly competitive against a similarly priced um android or ipad you just you just sort of pick different pros and cons for you know like ipads i think are are going to be better at like video creation video rendering and stuff like that mm-hmm. but then you don't have a full operating system uh, it, like it, it's not a computer what's a yeah. computer um <laughs> i would i would kill for the nook extreme pci card concept mm-hmm. for arm socs yeah they, you look they, at a this... mac mini a mac mini yep. is the whole computer fits in the palm of your hand Exactly. All of that extra case and fan and stuff is basically just empty shell at this point. The, yeah, the yeah. computer is is essentially what would be inside a tablet. I mean, yeah. the, the Nook was exciting because we took laptop guts and yeah, we yeah. put them into a small little case. Now we can take tablet guts and put them 
into a small Inside little case with active exactly. cooling. Um, so I'm I'm I completely agree. If we could get even just like uh, what some of the rumors are for like the uh, the next uh, Snapdragon eight series or what the next eight mm-hmm. uh, CX is supposed to bring. Oh, like what they were trying to do with the whole Orion oh. thing. They teased us with well, that. And, and, and uh, supposedly yeah. this is on the path for some kind of announcement for late this year, hopefully for, for products early next year. And it's not going to yep. be immediately as powerful as the Apple M2. And I kind of no. don't care. <laughs> I think it needs to start. I, I feel like it needs to start moving in the right direction for us to actually start getting the development and the improvements done and the optimizations. Yeah. Apple's had a few years heads up on it. And I, and I will say. Every developer always gives Apple unlimited runway. Absolutely. And, and I think that's the biggest. It doesn't matter if nothing works on a MacBook M1 when you launch it. But Apple do the Apple will fix it later. You, you know one. Apple, Apple always fixes it. Apple always knows what to do. <laughs> um, and, and, I, and I'll say that the, 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 the improvements of what they've done. And I'm not even on an M2. I'm on an M1. I picked up an M1. Yeah. Not even a, because of the. Everybody was great? jumping on. Dude, it is freaking amazing. So good. It is it makes okay. Let's just say this: it makes my i9 2080 Ti laptop here like run as if it's running on turtle speed. I'm, yeah. I was rendering faster than anything. Da Vinci flies through everything, and no stuttering, yeah. no issues. Uh, 4K 60 uh, frame uh, footage, everything the way I wanted to be on a on a on a laptop. Um, and and literally, my best run was when I was going up to OnePlus in New York. I edited five videos in yeah. on the plane. Rendered yeah. them on the plane, uploaded them when I got so to the hotel, good. and I was still on battery. One charge. Yeah. Like, they've optimized so much. I mean, obviously, the M1s are, are the 16, uh, the 16 M1 is actually pretty hefty. The, the weight is pretty that yeah. much there. And I feel like it's mostly battery. It's it's not mostly hardware. Oh, but, it, it's, yeah, it, but, but it has to be. And, and, and also, I mean, when you see those teardowns, <laughs> I will give... I don't like a lot of the pro design on the MacBooks right now, but the thing I do like is they they have actually beefed up the internal cooling and heat piping. So so again, it's it's like people have been making fun of the the Razer, um, the the Razer Edge oh, gaming yeah. tablet, and you're like, well, I could just get a phone and it would be more powerful. And you're like, except that it's not. Yeah. It, it, your phone is going to outperform it in a short sprint for like five minutes of gaming, but the big advantage is active cooling, where you're going to have much better sustained rates. Unless you want to buy a Red Magic, it's the only phone that's going to going to outpace it, and it's three times as expensive as the Razer Edge with the Kishi. No, no, twice yeah. as expensive as the Razer Edge with the Kishi. So the 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 robustness of the MacBook Pro, it's not the chip. Apple is selling these artificial performance divisions by cooling. And actually one of the MacBook Airs, I think has like this weird air gap. Mm -hmm. So they purposely put space on the chassis so that the SOC couldn't cool itself as well. And if you crack the back of that case, I forget exactly what model of this is, but if Mm -hmm. you crack the back of the case and put some thermal conducting material, so it touches the back of the case again, you get like, like something ridiculous, like a fifteen percent uplift in all of your uplift in performance. Because yeah, you're right. You're right. Apple put empty space because <laughs> they decide. Yeah, they they they're throttled it by design. <laughs> That's by up. design. Exactly. By design. Um, I I will I will say though I have not heard the fan on my MacBook uh, on my uh, M1 uh, M1 Max yet. 
and i've mm-hmm. the like i seriously like i turn it on and it runs and not, not once that i hear the fan on my my work pc is or my work my work mac is an i9 and all the last of mm-hmm. the generations of the uh, of the intel ones before they switched and that one the fan is on like almost constantly like the thing is like like a lift off every time i turn it on yeah i know um the improvements that we've seen there, honestly, without us, without me, like w- when you and I had a chance to play with the Pro Nine uh, 5G model, the one from uh, from Microsoft mm-hmm. and so on, and how well that that that, it, that implementation yeah. was done. Literally, the only thing that was holding us, like that, really, the whole time I was waiting for DaVinci to say, "Oh yeah, we finally have improved. We're going to go ahead That's and start it. supporting it." Uh, Adobe, please insert and you know, all no, they I mean, need to do. I mean, I'm I'm saying all they need to do. This is actually a little bit of a technical challenge, and it costs developer time and money. Absolutely, and, and, and there's it's not, not enough be for a large customer base. Exactly, and I think that's where the, it, the the challenge is. Yeah, if they started supporting Adreno. Because DaVinci installs and says that it can see the GPU. Yeah, I remember. Some disconnect where DaVinci Resolve won't actually tap the GPU when it tries to launch your interface. That's it. The rest of this should work, even on the Surface Pro 9, which we know is going to be underpowered compared to, like, an an iPad with an M1. But we could still do it. Like, that would still be functional. The, the purpose is to show that you could use DaVinci and, and, and run it on Windows on ARM. And I think, I'll say this, the, the packaging for the Pro 9 this year has been one of the best solutions I've seen before. Because yeah. if you're not trying to do editing or rendering or anything to that effect, you're using it like a regular PC. There are very few things that you couldn't, you would, it would basically come up in front of you. They'll say, oh, I can't do this. You have to run this in, in a different format or try to find yeah. another app. It ran almost everything, and that's what I really liked about it. I, I ran, like I traveled with it multiple times. I used it mm-hmm. as my PC to to manage and to do a lot of my uh, editorials and uh, just just normal day to day activity, editing docs, signing uh, documents. The pen input was absolutely one of the best implementations did, did you, that I've did seen. You, did you throw Ubuntu on there? I didn't install Ubuntu, so I I know we could have ran run Linux, and I think you ran Linux on it. For me, it was more I needed it to be consistent and not deal with any kind of no, no, like, no, no, no. The Linux subsystem installs in Windows 11, just like the Android subsystem. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's it's already so enabled in the in the in the you BIOS. Don't you don't have could... to. You don't have to boot. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to dual boot. You don't have to mess with anything. You just launch it. Linux apps run so much better than legacy x86 software. So you can the, you can do. I, I was they'll run side on by side. side. Yeah, yeah. Um, la- launch GIMP. That is still the 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 sort of basic Photoshop clone that I like to use. I, yeah, yeah. My my needs for creating thumbnails on YouTube are very basic. It oh, would, GIMP, GIMP it is a pretty pretty decent editor. Yeah, that's not bad. Linux for a free GIMP, one, like three times faster than Windows. GIMP. Windows GIMP. Okay. Uh, it, like you're already having to emulate x86, but there are already there's much better support in Linux for ARM SOCs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, I, Android I, I, is Linux. It's based on Linux. Know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, I again, anytime someone would be like, oh, but you can't do things with real... I mean, like, that. if you're saying stuff like that, that means you are not tech literate. That means you are a fan of a couple tech brands, but you don't actually pay attention to technology. And now and I'm using Linux as, like, my barometer. Like, do you really know about gadgets? Have you heard of Linux? <laughs> Linux. No? Then you're not really a tech enthusiast, and I hate to be that kind of gatekeeper, but it's just how it is. I 
my hope essentially is with Orion is that we do get a, a we broader need the boost. We do. Yeah we, yeah. we need the performance boost. We need also a broader support. Like uh, <laughs> Qualcomm and, and, and Adobe have been talking about basically supporting a, a Windows on ARM or ARM processors yeah. since the original inception of the ATX originally with uh, the Surface Pro X. And to this day, all we have is Photoshop. And I think that was it. Yeah. Well, I don't think we, and maybe Illustrator. I don't know. I don't even remember if Illustrator did come to it, to it. but like the main core app that most people will want to mm-hmm. use is, you know, Premiere or even, um, you know, uh, Media Encoder or something like that. Those didn't yeah. even make it to the show. But what I will say is this, uh, I'm excited to see what your system kind of does and, and overall, you know, uh, hopefully you're able to revive and get it up and running. I'm also hoping that maybe by the end of the weekend I'll have a uh, I'll have my system booted up again. I, <laughs> nice, right? Now, I, now, no, I, so, I miss using these monitors, dude. I have like two massive giant monitors but, here in but, the office, and I'm using me, a tiny little thing. Let me ask you because you know we, we've sure. been talking about a different a bunch of different manufacturers <coughs> and stuff, Sorry. and and I have been very impressed and very excited by the literal silicon science that has gone yeah. into Apple SOCs. I have zero interest in buying one. I'm excited because that will hopefully spur on the next phase that I've been interested in. Um, and, and I want my flavor of that, not Apple's flavor of that. I want the Surface Pro 9 where I can upgrade the storage on an ARM SOC tablet, not exactly. Apple's version where I buy a Mac Studio and you can't do anything to it reasonably. Like, Well, not only, yeah, and you're stuck days. with it and you can't even upgrade it or use it as a separate monitor. No, no, I, so, I agree. So with, with, with all of this, though, and I'm kind of leaning in this direction, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are now with what you're going through right now. Yeah. Um, my Threadripper is doing fine, but I Good. do run into projects like if I'm editing really heavy ProRes, I'm on a PC. If I'm editing really heavy H.265 compressed files, oh, yeah. it's yep, the show. new format. Exactly. Um, and then also man i've run into some issues like i was doing that photo comparison with the note 23 and those mm-hmm. 200 megapixel files and my graphics ram is running out like davinci can't keep the 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 rendering fed with only the 11 gigs of graphics ram that i've got on this 2080 so i'm looking at all these different things sorry this is a really long preamble um, <laughs> okay. so i'm looking at all these different things I'm definitely building another workstation grade PC. Yeah. But I don't know that I'm going to build it. I think I might buy a system from oh, a systems a system like builder. Manu- a system builder. Yeah, yeah, that like way a- when when we have the issues that we do with an individual component instead of having to mess with gigabyte over a motherboard, I can go to this other company and say, "Hey, it's not <laughs> booting. I'm really good at this." I don't want to take the time to troubleshoot all this stuff. Kind of drop it off guys. Yeah, no, no, I know. I I know what you mean. I, I, so I will say, okay, let me give you a little bit of a history from my side because I have done that in the past. A a few generations ago, I decided that like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother building a PC. I'm just going to buy one from iBuyPower. And this is by the way, by the way, no referencing or I'm not trying to, it's not an endorsement or a negative comment. Yeah. I'm I'm throwing (laughs) names in there because that's, it's the only time I've ever decided to do that. And I decided not to do that again. Um, the, the challenge with, th- with something like that, when you buy it from a, from a, from a builder is if their location to you isn't relatively close, meaning like for us, they're probably in, in studio city. It's probably close to where our new eggs offices are. Most yeah. of them are based there, like Asus and MSI and all of that. Their main offices are there. But if you're not there and you have a problem with the system, that 
PC that got shipped to you costs a lot of money to ship because they're probably going to have you send everything back or you're going to have to drive it all the way there for about an hour and 10 minutes to do so. So just be be kind of like aware of that part. Um, Because with all the headaches I'm dealing with MSI, uh, not MSI, Gigabyte right now, I didn't have the same, which is the weird part. I didn't have the same issues last time I was having a problem with it. I called them up. I told them what happened. They're like, okay, let's just send it in RMA, blah, blah, blah. Everything was fine. This time, they were literally pushing back on every single piece. So like, nope, make sure you take out the CPU. Make sure you try to flash back the BIOS. I'm like, there was nothing going wrong with the system. It was running perfectly for months. And no BIOS update was pushed in anywhere. I came back from San Francisco, I think from the first night from San Francisco, one of the first times I went there for the content capture before the uh, before Unpacked. I played Call of Duty. I went to sleep, woke up in the morning. It was dead. It was just, that's it. No more power. So I I, I really Anger. don't know. Like, I, it's just, it, it's such a weird thing. But I, I'm with you. The frustration of having to figure out what's going on always kills. And it's easier to just get somebody that can that has the right tools to test all the different areas. And they can probably diagnostic. They can well, run and, a diagnostic and the much thing faster. Is, we do. It's just like I, I think about, like, let's say this system just crapped out on me today. I built this Threadripper. I put, I chose, lovingly chose every single component and piece and part. And it, and it has had some weird squirrely moments over over the course of its life. Yeah. Um, there, this MSI motherboard has been great, except for one of my RAM slots was really wiggy with what RAM it liked. It was very mm-hmm. finicky, stuff like that. So to me, I kind of look at like how much effort I went through putting everything together. Troubleshooting and, and figuring troubleshooting out what works. Yep. Some of those early teething pains. And I literally like could have driven down to city of industry and, and just knocked on MSI's door and said, Hey guys, <laughs> can, can you can we work it? this out? Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm with you. They so, probably so already yeah. the drive down to city of industry. I used to do all the time hosting at new egg. And that, that mm-hmm. is like an almost four hour round trip. Depending to on me, the time of day. Yeah. If you go there like busy time, yeah. Might as well for yeah, four hours at least. That, but, but to me, that's four hours better spent than two days of troubleshooting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually kind of also gave up on it because I was just like, I'm not even going to be back enough time to try to troubleshoot. Right. Now that I'm com- somewhat stationary for, for the next few weeks, well, for some time, I don't have any plans. Um, I'm, I'm starting to kind of like heavily starting to decide. And I kind of like initially I was trying to go with the 7950X mostly because the price on that started to drop now by comparison to the 3D model mm-hmm. that they just released. Um, and I then I realized that yeah, you do save some money, but then on the other end, it, it is not as power efficient as the 3D model. And it uses yeah. more power, generating more heat. And I already have the 59. So the, the 5950X is already a hot chip. And oh, I yeah. know that in the summer, that used to drive me crazy in the office. It generates a lot of heat and it requires a lot of fan power to, to, to cool it down. So I, I'd rather not, <laughs> let's say this, I'll, I'd rather spend the extra 150 bucks and hopefully find a 7950X 3D somewhere and then just go with that type of system because the the the, the less expensive chip, although may perform a little bit better, it runs much hotter and it will cost me in the long run. So long story is right now my main goal is to just boot up, get the system running, <laughs> validate that the motherboard was the issue. <laughs> The like moment I get very good for, yeah. like main goal. Like I, like it, that, if I can get it to boot up and then I can prove that it is the motherboard, I can call MSI on Monday, MSI Gigabyte, get them like, look, I just bought another board. I put in a motherboard and the, the system fully runs and everything in there is running fine. Your motherboard is defective. I need to RMA. 
get that RMA, get that motherboard, the new motherboard back in here, put that into Omar's system, and then just give him all the components. But in the meantime, I'm like seriously on the hunt for a 7950X 3D. So if anybody yeah. hears it in the chat, everybody, anybody that sees one that's available in store, please let me know Some, online or anything like that. Like, we'll, we'll try and hook up TK. Um, yeah. Uh, Michael Peppertech brings up, a, like, this might be a good solution for me. Oh, uh, the NZXT. thought about the NZXT build. They send you the parts, so you get to build it, but you get the RMA support of a system integrator. And I might look into that, too. That's actually not a bad deal. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I still enjoy putting the system together. I like knowing I, where I, all, all the I wires do, are going. I do like, and, you know, kind of uh, sort of altering and, and tweaking my own cable management, how I like all the components to set up and settle. Um, that might not actually, that, that might be a, a fine idea, too. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm thinking I'm I may switch to it. going to go... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, so I'm thinking of actually. I'm seriously thinking of switching away from an AIO and going more for like a Kraken or some kind of like a heatsink type of a solution. Okay. To try to cool the system. I, I just, I like AIOs. I, I mean, I don't, I don't mind them. It just, and mm-hmm. they're running three extra fans at the top with a water cooling system running back and forth. Where if I can basically get the same cooling with a heatsink, which has run one fan, it's less noise for me. So just trying to figure out yeah. what I can do. Um, but I also, I think I, I probably will end up needing to get a different case because I think my case won't. Because <laughs> if I give the stuff to Omar, I would probably just end up keep, keeping it in this case and then just switching over to another one for me. Because I still have my old case for my old uh, 3900X uh, system that I had. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, NZX, I think sounds like a good option. I think a little. I'm going be... to check that out too. Um, yeah. I, I was running one of their Phantom cases for the longest time. I had three different computers that went through the same phantom case. The last one, the GPU didn't fit. That's when I had the 1080 Ti and oh, I wow. bored out part of the the side cuz it was an aluminum side panel, it side, wasn't yeah. a glass yeah. side panel. So I bored that out to put like a massive 300 millimeter fan across the entire side, but it didn't fit in the case. So the fan was outside, <laughs> outside the case, the case. But yeah. through, you know, with all my little speed holes and stuff. Um, that was a really ugly Franken build. Uh, uh, you're reminding me of some of my old Franken. Yeah, you jerry-rigged the thing to make it work to get the airflow. Oh, it um, worked. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Don't get me wrong. It'll work. It, it's it just, you know, it'll be like one of those things like you feel like the case, like the, the computer has like a, a pull string to turn it on. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so one of those. Yes, for everybody watching the show, TK was so making much. a uh, a full string motor starting there. So yeah, or listening to the show, not watching, but yeah, but yeah it's so one of those that, challenges. And, and Michael Pepper is saying like that could actually be kind of fun. Like if if I go that that route, do they really supply you with everything that you would need to know to build your system, like all oh. the instructions and stuff? So so yeah, I might I might look into that seriously. I I I, I don't know. I I, I just feel like me buying every single individual component i feel like this workstation that i'm on right now is the last workstation i'm gonna do that but Mm -hmm. i'm not really interested in going mainstream like i'm not interested in getting an alienware or one of those systems i kind of want i still want something where i have a bit of control over what components are selected and it's a bit more boutique Mm -hmm. um to try and meet what i'm trying to do specifically no, I, I think you're right. I think that that's a good option to to go. And honestly, with me, um, right now, when I looked at the cost of how much money would it cost me to put a new system entirely together, it was like closing up on to two thousand dollars, just by parts because the mm-hmm. CPU seven hundred bucks by itself, and then the motherboard was another four five hundred bucks. 
I felt like, let me just at least get myself back up and running and then start looking at the pieces slowly and take my time oh, as opposed yeah. to have to be rushed. Um, and I think that was my main, my, my main thing. Like I, I, I can't keep, you know, the money can't just keep flowing. It's not like <laughs> not a lot of money coming in to come out that way. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, we'll have to see how that goes. I'm good. I'm good with that for now. <laughs> or if I can just get my nook like up to spec, like where I really want it, I'll just yank the 2080 out of my system, put it in that yeah. nook and, and I'm good. That's no, fine. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll just edit and render on that. It'll be great. <laughs> DaVinci will run perfectly fine on that one. Um, it is, oh man, it's a lot of things going on. Sorry. I was just, uh, I, I, for some reason, one of your text messages just popped up on my phone. Awesome. It's, it's always great. You're it not, just works. You're not texting me right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so some of the other things for me, at least, so within the last week, I know you've been, yeah, you know, you've been putting uh, videos on there. Actually, you, you had your stream on Monday, and then you did put out a video earlier, or like a couple of, no, no, it was yesterday, right? The 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 home well, base, the 5G. Yeah, connected. so that went public yesterday. Uh, it ah. was also early access on the Patreon. I think it might have been up on Monday. Um, oh, but okay. yeah. So we, we've been playing around with uh, 5G fixed home wireless. Yeah, I saw you. You, you so. tried the Verizon variant. See, I tried the T-Mobile variant not that long ago, um, and yours was the Ver- so. Do you have good Verizon? Wait, hold on. Oh no, no, no wait. No, you don't have good Verizon. So you're returning. Okay, okay. All right, come on. Yeah. So, so th- this this service, this is the Verizon 5G home wireless gateway. I never know exactly what to call it. It's Verizon 5G home broadband, but then it can also be called their fixed wireless broadband. I, I, I usually call it fixed wireless because it's it. it is fixed. This is what it is. It's, it, it's using wireless, wireless technology. It's using a wire like as if it's a phone. For sure. But it's fixed and it's it's air cooled and it looks QB. So this cements for me what I think are the most interesting aspects of the 5G upgrade, and uh-huh. they have nothing to do with what we've been promised on phones and IoT and all of these other accessories and tablets and watches and all this mess. When you and I did that visit for Sprint and we were checking out Sprint Towers, oh, man, the most yes. exciting upgrade was yep. reducing network congestion and having more uh, more devices connected to a single tower. Exactly. And that to me was like, okay, even if you're just on LTE speeds, that that's good. I mean, the network management improves and everybody's experience. Yeah, less, less and congestion and, and you great. elevate the people that need it to be at the 5G and you keep the people on LTE. It's better network. Yeah, you're right. So we only have access to Verizon's absolute slowest sub six out here. Yeah. Like the the only window we've got that is sort of facing in the direction of Verizon Tower. The speeds were good. I mean, I'm actually really glad that we did this test drive. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just not, I mean, for the prices that we'd have to pay, I, I hate that Spectrum is actually still a better deal. And Spectrum on cable is a little less susceptible to the ebb and flow of network traffic. I was so about to say, we live pretty yeah. close to a high school, and during drop-off and pickup, our <laughs> yeah, streets are packed, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone's hitting those, everyone Every, is hitting everybody's those Everybody's on their feet, yeah, all the can, kids, all the parents, and then Juan's trying to upload his video. And and you can see, I mean, it was yeah. tangibly different how, how much slower our uploads and downloads were. And for me, of course, those uploads are critical. Um, th- this is such a good solution. For people that, especially if you're lacking competition in your area for traditional broadband or if you're stuck on DSL, I really yeah. can't say enough nice things about it. It, it. it is so much better than what I was expecting it would be. And we're in a poor area 
for this kind of coverage. Like I can't get 5G on Verizon in my office on a phone. Um, I was getting reasonably good sub six 5G speeds on this little base station. Yeah. Um, with the caveat that the Wi-Fi router part of this isn't that great. Um, so I would still recommend doing your own router so that you can put it exactly where you need it in your house because the base station needs to be in the window facing the tower. Yeah, it needs the best is, signal. Yeah, is the corner of the house farthest from the whole rest of the it, house. Same, by the way, it's the exact same situation for the T-Mobile side. Uh, the yeah, hotspot exactly. the itself, it, it needs the best signal. So it, um, they used to, I don't know if, I don't know if Verizon used to, but T-Mobile has this Wi-Fi extender, or not a Wi-Fi extender, like a cell, a cell surface extender into the home. Because T-Mobile was notorious for having bad signal inside of buildings for the longest time. And mm-hmm. what they you do was similar to what it is essentially is a uh, a receiver at the you put on the window and then a piece you put in the central part of the house and then that broadcasts yeah. the the LTE connectivity. I think both Verizon and T-Mobile would benefit from something like that with their bases because oh, totally. because Completely. yeah the the incorporation of both system into one unit isn't working the way they wanted it to be. And they would benefit more of having a, like an antenna sits on the window that grabs yeah. the signal, sends it to the base station. The base station you put somewhere in the center of your home, and that gets the best signal around. That's the implementation uh, that you'll get the best uh, reception so, from. Th- and, and there's nothing else on this. There are two LAN ports. Yeah. yeah. So that's think... how we used it is I did run. I snaked an Ethernet cable all – I mean it's still uh, there. I left yeah, the cable. Yeah. I don't know that You're I'm going to go with another fixed wireless. But I snaked a cable all the way around to our, our router, which is in a sort of central location for the house. Um, you, you're totally right. I, I, the setup is so stinking easy. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it was minutes you to turn, get yeah, up and running. You turn it on. It's, it's practically just like setting a hot spot on a phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it literally is. It's like a it's, – it's, it's, for the lack of a better description, it's a phone that's on hotspot all the time. And it, there's no cap on the hotspot connectivity. You're sharing the, whatever the connection so it's good. getting, it's shared. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to try it out. I mean, I think it's yeah, still it a, really school, cool. a decent solution. Um, it's a, I mean, again, I, I like you've got you've to go – the, the, the preface is you've got to understand your area. I know like, exactly what options you have. I, yeah. I knew exactly what was going to be problematic about a 5G connection next to a high school. Like that's a no-brainer. Absolutely. There's no way around that kind of tower physics with that. Yeah, kind of well, we don't have a high school next to us, but we had an elementary that was causing the same oh, issue. Yeah, exactly pick, pick up and drop off yeah. in the morning is just the worst. Yeah, because it was just heavy traffic. It, it's you just don't even in, in one spot. You don't try. Yeah, yeah. And they all hit so, the same towers. So yeah. So if if that's my choice though, and and I'm in an area where I might have access, excuse me, I might have access to fixed wireless, um, or I've got to slum it with DSL. This thing <laughs> yeah. kicked the crap out of DSL at its absolute slowest connection in the peak of my day, middle of high school traffic. This was still pantsing DSL, DSL like not even close. So um, the only thing I don't like is not knowing when I can rely on what my peak network traffic would be. And, it's and the, if gar- that's not the a guaranteed provide. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is this is so cake. This is so easy. To, to jump on and take for a test drive. For me, uh, the the my challenge with it was even though it was much cheaper than the DS, not the DSL, the internet connection that I have, 
um, for 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 the business account that I have because I ended up setting up business a business account line with Spectrum for my office line, mm -hmm. um, which gives me the six hundred down and the forty up, which gives us the, the much more reliable connection on my for my for my work. Sure. Um, but then when I decided to cancel the house uh, internet and then just keep everything on mine, it actually worked out better for us because it's a little mm -hmm. bit more. But it's the you know if I just factor the fact that it's you know half for me half for them, it's sixty bucks a month for me on the internet here and I'm paying one twenty, but then the whole house runs on it. Yeah, and I and I picked up the the Nest uh, Wi-Fi Pro, the new the new generation that they put out, and that surprisingly has been working really nice. I'm That's one good. of the easiest routers to set up. You plug in and you're like, okay, it's 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 there. Um, well, for a couple of weeks I was aggregating. So okay. I, I loved that my router was combining both my spectrum connection and uh, this connection. <laughs> that was nice. It was, was really kind nice. of like, like I, I couldn't justify things. paying for two whole separate broadband solutions, but for a couple of weeks it was great. I yeah. liked it. So it, it makes fun. you have at least you have an opportunity to try the two different options and you get to basically figure out whichever works for you and god forbid you know spectrum does end up becoming really too expensive you do have another thing to fall back on i mean you know they yeah. can't just hold you for just for the fact that like i said there there are pluses and minuses to everything and for sure you know uh spectrum isn't the only thing but you're right i i mean we yeah. need we need competition and dsl unfortunately so that is one not is up there. really easy for me yeah. The download speeds on Spectrum are demonstrably faster, like another 100 megabits per second faster at our yeah. peak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the sustained uploads are pretty similar. Mm -hmm. I want to say Spectrum is was going to end up being about 10 bucks more a month. And that's why we're kind of paying for all of the devices that are in our house and all of the TVs and game consoles and all that stuff. That's all down traffic. I'm the only one who's really <laughs> pinning Uploading. the upload. Yeah. So that's okay. Um, if Spectrum ever jacks with our prices, we'll flip to this in a heartbeat. Because now yeah. we've used it, we know what it can do. We can take the hit on having multiple concurrent downstreams. And I'll have about the same upstream. And it did reasonably well with all of the rain that we had. Oh, for that's a couple right. Of the weeks there too. It was oh, we're getting, that, we're getting that tonight. Definite, we're going to yeah, get some more rain more tonight. tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely dropped. It was not performing at, at its maximum at its maximum performance, but it still handled that kind of hard rain here in Southern California, which we don't get that often. Um, I, knock on wood. I know. Um, yeah, uh, that was I, wrong. I, thing. I feel like this would be a totally reasonable way for me to stick it to spectrum. If there ever was uh, a, a, a serious price hike. Price hike. Yeah. And no, no, I would maybe also consider trying out the T-Mobile because T-Mobile uh, sub six, five G has been a lot stronger than Verizon's we've got really good tower coverage here where I can get a, a good strong 5g signal in my office yeah. that could be that could be better that could be oh better. absolutely so. and and for me yeah I mean at home we were getting like 350 down and about you know 60 80 up it, it's it, it's it's good enough for what you actually it's better than some of the packages that I think uh, spectrum has at that price point because oh, yeah. like 55 bucks the the only challenge that I had with it was um at the time, it was it, so. Just a little bit of a reference. That was a sponsored video that I did with uh, with uh, T-Mobile because the their home base that they're using is powered by MediaTek. So that was a MediaTek type of right, connection right, there. Right, right, yeah. Um, 
the the only challenge that I had for it was the the fact is when I ran multiple things, the internet, like you said, it wasn't very con- I wasn't able to consistently rely on the speeds because it fluctuates based on bandwidth. So yeah. that was my only limitation for it. But I feel like you're right. If if you know when you're going to do some work, like right now, this would be perfect for it. Very yeah. low amount of people. Most people are home. They're on their Wi-Fi. They're not on their mobile data. The the bandwidth should be pretty clear. Or early I mean, in the pe- morning. People yeah. are definitely like saturating all of those downloads and Netflix streams and stuff like that. Yeah. We're the only two nerds putting stuff up on the internet. We're making we're making the movies, man. We're making the shows that you guys get to watch. We're making uh, it happen. We're making it, it happen. <laughs> it could have been. Gotcha. Oh my god! Did you get a chance to pick uh, to watch or when is the uh, history of the world part two coming out? Is it out yet? Or we, we just started it? it. Yeah. Okay, so it started on so Hulu. Right. Two episodes are out. Yeah. I think it so. is Hold Mel Brooks, crass and loud, and and I, it, it's everything that you love. Yeah. Of it being sort of, you know, uh, um, sort of blue and and salty and yeah, and often very gross, um, and very grotesque. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's kind of classic Mel Brooks in that regard. Uh, if you like that kind of absurdity. Mm-hmm. Um, in in how they talk about social situations and, or history, and like history, political uh, events in in, in well, history yeah, that you were a like a lot of that kind of political how... commentary too is 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 yeah. super on the nose. Like there, the the thing about Mel Brooks is like I like that he's clever, but the comedy has a very surface level accessibility to it. Yeah, it's silly and it's madcap and it's zany, um, but it's it's. It's it's just very easy and comfortable stuff to kind of guffaw at yeah. because it's often kind of dumb, funny. At I mean, the same but time. that that's the so, style. I mean, that's, that's why you been like Mel Brooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why like, that's why we like Blazing Saddles. That's why we like you know Spaceballs. I'm still waiting for sp- episode right. two. This uh, to the me search feels for more money. A little, a little bit more. Well, did you see the animated series? I never I picked up on the an- the cast of the I with the almost the whole cast of the animated series of Spaceballs. Oh my god! Um, okay, I, I, no, I, I, didn't I, I really feel like they that show did not attain the again the madcap zaniness of Spaceballs. I don't know. Anyway, it's it's uh, you got you got me googling it, my friend. But no, but Spaceballs I mean, the yeah, animated series. Should, yeah, 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 you should check it out. It's. It is what it is. It's a product of its time. Yeah. <laughs> we were trying to make cartoons out of movies that and TV shows that should not have had cartoons. It's cartoons. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but but this, I think, history of the world part, uh, history of the world part two, the TV show. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it leans a little bit more into the silliness and the loudness of like a Robin Hood Men in Tights, as okay. opposed to the biting, ugly satire of a Blazing Saddles. Okay, because Blazing Saddles is yeah. hilarious, and it also gets kind of—I mean, for Mel Brooks, it gets yeah. kind of dark, funny. Yeah, like man, some of those jokes land for for even when the movie was made. It's it's kind of unreal that he was able to get away with some of those jokes, let alone handling that movie and the climate of political discourse that we have today. Exactly. So, History of the World Part Two is not that daring. No, but no it's I, still I, really funny. It's the long-awaited part, that, and it came back as a TV series. So if you haven't checked it out, it's one of the many, many series that you get to watch in episodes and not the whole series at a time. Right. Um, along the the line also, Mandalorian pi- pi- chapter, chapter, no, chapter 3, um, 
season three started, mm-hmm. and that actually looked pretty nice. I was uh, I, I that one I decided I'm going to watch weekly. I'm not going to wait till it's done because The Last of Us I don't yeah. want to do. I don't want to watch the show. I want to wait till it's done, and I'm just going to watch the whole thing because I feel I like don't it's. Know. I don't, I, I just, I, well, okay. I'll say this. I was out of town for most of last month. Most of February sure. to me is a blur. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to catch up the things. True. So, um, like I want to catch up the shows hit, uh, uh, you know, um, I think the Melbrook show is definitely one of my, one of the one ones I want to watch. Um, also Mandalorian is also typically a show I watch with my son. So it's not like something I could just sit there and do that by myself. And I feel like gotcha. the last of us is more of a show that I can just sit there and just get the whole three, so, the whole season to it. here's i mean did you play the game no i've never so okay. this is the thing um i've um dead by i played like similar like dead by daylight i've, I've played um uh, some of the other I kind of like that similar <laughs> well what i meant to say is like the 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 first person player type of uh right no, 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 but, but what i mean is is i i believe the first last of us has occupied a certain conversation in in gaming history because it is also so i mean like i don't want to use a word like nihilistic but Mm -hmm. i really struggle with the idea of the last of us where i'm not sure many people would really try to survive like you get to certain points in like the walking dead and zombie movies and post-apocalyptic like movies like the road i don't think it's that bleak but man it gets bleak and I really have appreciated that HBO is putting this out weekly because a couple of these episodes, I've needed time. Like, <laughs> there's been no desire to go right on to the next episode. Oh, I need okay. some space. I-, I need to, like, stand up, get off the couch, walk around, breathe through my teeth for a little bit, pour a glass of water, kind of scratch my head. Do I really? want to go back to this world? I don't know. I don't know that I would even try to survive this world. I would probably just, you know, like, okay, this is, this is, this is so, dark and bleak. And what lessons are we learning here? I don't think we're really learning lessons because human life has no value. Awesome. That's great. Okay. 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 So well, I mean, th- there are still glowing moments. Like the third episode is really, really lovely, but I don't know that I'd sit there and try and binge it. You wouldn't I think do I, that in I'd give it an episode. Go take a walk, make yourself a sandwich, then give it another episode, maybe pop some popcorn, get up, walk away, <laughs> see how far you want to go. Go, it. go, maybe go ride a scooter for some reason, you know, come back sure. or an hour later. You know yeah, what? You know. I think that would be the perfect, I'm okay, humanity is still surviving kind of activity, would yeah. be finishing a really bleak, dark, dreary episode of The Last of Us, and then maybe tooling around on something like a Xiaomi Scooter 4 Ultra. I, I feel think like that, that, would, that be, would be. I'm, I'm just spitballing. If I were to I, just pick some random activity off the top of my head, I'm just sort I, of I would, here. I, 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 you would find me agreeing with you wholeheartedly, See? my friend. I there don't think go. this is this would ever be an issue. It's, for it's me a on universal, my side. and specifically the Xiaomi scooter for Ultra. Yeah, obviously, no, but but it's more more so specific <laughs> though to the fact that. I go to I go to MWC where I see that the Xiaomi Four Pro scooter for, for Ultra was announced and launched. Yeah. And before I came back from said show, the scooter got delivered. Aww, and I see the packet. Like and I was like, I saw the packet. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I want to go home. I want to go home. So I got in on Sunday, on Saturday night, and I unboxed the sucker that moment. I was not going to sleep. Yeah. It was not one of the, like, I was exhausted. I was tired. What you mm-hmm. saw, so when I watched the show, I was watching our show from last week, dude, I looked exhausted. Like I like it, <laughs> seriously, lucky, it was borderline. Like the dude was 
drinking on the show or something like that. Like, is TK, it's 5.30 a.m. Why is TK drinking? Yeah, he's, he's spiking that coffee. All right, it was – no, no. I start. I remember I started the show. I said, if this is coffee, then this is going to be good. If it's not, we're having a short conversation. Um, I didn't sleep after we talked. I tried. I, I, I When we finished the, the live stream, I thought I was going to be able to catch some Zs. No, no can do. They gave us a little bit more time that morning because they changed the schedule a little bit, but I was still exhausted. But going back to the Xiaomi scooter, um, I've I've been pre I've been lucky enough that I had an opportunity to play with their four pro last year or late last year. Mm -hmm. And that was a really good scooter. Like from a comparison, I'll say this from a stepping stone, because it's not like I have a massive collection of scooters. So basically from the Okai that we, you and I got a chance to play with, which, um, I, I basically house it now. Um, it goes to a much more comfortable ride. It goes into nice. basically the pro was really nice and definitely better suspension. The ultra man, the ultra takes it to the next level, like so uh, much better. Sus- like dual you're suspension. Goku's cloud. It seriously feels like you're riding a hoverboard. It's like, it's <laughs> that level of suspension. It's so comfortable. It is so nice. Um, the pickup on it a couple of times, dude. I sit there and I and I hit the trigger on the on the acceleration, not oh, realizing I wasn't. Yeah, it, it it picks up. The front tire goes up, and then the back one. I'm like, wait a minute, what? That's not what I'm trying to do. Um, <laughs> handles all the all the hills in my area like a champ. Uh, power for for miles to go. Uh, what, it is what, heavier. What motor are they using in there? Do you know? Uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, it's a 730 watt motor. I think it, it, it was an upgrade. Oh, it's a large. It's a large, dude. That's it's a big. That's like that's like more than twice the the output of the Okai. Isn't oh my it? god! No, no. Not only that, it 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 makes the four Pro feel like. I mean, when I was trying to carry them, like, just funky. for just yeah, it's like hey, it was like it's a cute little scooter. Hey guys, no, no, I no. like to ride scooters too. Yeah, no. I the the. When they advertised it, when I saw the thing announced, I was like, okay, so it's more power. I have assistant more power. Sure, sure, we great. always say more power. No, seriously. Home improvement in Tim Allen. No, no, it's seriously. At the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it <laughs> power. Yeah, um, IP55, uh, better tires, uh, you know, obviously uh, tubeless, uh, zero, zero puncture tires, uh, better suspension, and uh, definitely heavier. The battery is definitely longer. You can go for a longer mm-hmm. range. Um, for me, it was just like, wow, like seriously, wow. Um, so I'm finishing up the video. I have, uh, I, I shot all, I've been shooting B-roll the whole week and I discovered today that I could do some really interesting cinematic footage. Remember that little camera we used when we were doing the, uh, when I came over to do the, um, the X3, the Insta 360. Yeah. Dude, there are some interesting ways of using that camera uh, in, in getting it into like smaller parts, like under, I was doing a 360 spin of the scooter in, in some parts, I would get the camera under the scooter flying in, like in a position where you're able to see the scooter from the bottom, come out and go around and do a whole bunch of different things. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to put this video together, but I will say that for, for a scooter, this is the best. I don't think there, I, I mean, at least in my opinion, from comfort, from power, from range, water resistance, um, mm-hmm. looks, this checks off all the boxes. The only wow. thing I will say, it's heavy. Yeah. You are not going to oh, carry this. And yeah, sure. you are yeah. not going to be, I mean, even me, one-handed and walking around, like I can maybe take it up one flight of stairs without stopping. It's heavy, heavy. So they, the weight compensates for everything else that it does but there. Xiaomi was my first serious scooter build. We did that one. Trisha and I did that one. I, do, do, I remember you guys were on like yeah. the roof uh, and you did the, the whole rides and, and uh, 
when they were still selling them in the U.S. Let's say that. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, because the one so I got much. is not even a U.S. build. It's um, Man, It has the got, European plug. We got one year where Xiaomi was actually sending lifestyle products. They did, I think their laptop was sent to the United States. Like, they got they a have, limited release. They brought the laptop here? Oh wow! For 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 that one year, for a year, it was like yeah. they were gonna they weren't gonna really seriously play with phones, but they were gonna look at doing every other kind of like gadget lifestyle product that they did. Um, and I think that's actually where we got some of those serious offshoots. Like, I want to say one more was originally uh, an audio brand that was under a sub company that was under Xiaomi. I wouldn't and be surprised. That got kind of kind of like got forked off into its own just proper company. I, that, I've worked that with time frame is when we got this kind of explosion of Xiaomi products, even if they weren't all labeled Xiaomi. But the scooter mm-hmm. came and it was sold on Newegg when we got to build it and we got to ride around on it. And that was the first time I was like, okay, th- there's something here. This is so much more fun than just like one of those rent it in the middle of a city, partially charged scooters. This this thing was actually really, really nice. It was really fun. Uh, it was that time when you and, you and Trish were doing that that testing that I got interested in in the scooter and in, in actually yeah. looking into scooters because to me prior to that I always felt like scooters were primarily meant for kids like they were small yeah. they, they got batteries in them they they're trying to get there but sure. then the it was also kind of like around the time where we're starting the, the explosion of scooters in general in the U.S. Like mm-hmm. you can actually rent like the Lime scooters oh, they were all or the over Uber. Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like all over, like tilted on the floor kind of thing. I um, I, it, it was a horrible experience. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's one of those. I'll, I'll say the experience going from the let's say this going from the Okai to the Scooter Four Pro was a massive leap, but it was still mm-hmm. very comfortable. It felt very relatable. Um, Okai's approach was a little bit different, obviously, with the uh, the NFC card and, of course, sure. pairing to your device. It was a little bit more – I felt like a little bit more secure. I'll be honest with you. I feel yeah, like with Xiaomi – having that lock. Yeah, that, that, the ability of having to make sure that there is just no way somebody can actually – just to, because they take the Okai, they can basically pair it to another phone and activate it and run. It doesn't work that way. You have oh. to disable it. Like – Juan and I had to end up going back and forth to try to figure it out. Because <laughs> I, I was like scooter, trying to, I was like, oh, no. I'm like, I got the scooter, dude, but it just doesn't work. Uh, and then the folks over there, uh, but Xiaomi. Because I thought, I thought I had cleared it out and I gave you the key card. And I thought that yeah. would be enough, but that it was still tied, tied to an to account, account that I had already uh, canceled. Luckily, luckily you still had, <laughs> you still had access to it to, to yeah. unpair. Um, but yeah, so. The scooter is really nice. Uh, I'm, hopefully, I'm going to be pushing out the video sometime in the afternoon tomorrow because I need to still shoot the A-roll part. I've shot enough B-roll, and I've been enjoying it for literally – I mean, it's, it hasn't been a whole week, but every single day I've gone on at least 30 to 40-minute drive. It is mm-hmm. just nice. It is it's so re- and And I feel like – oh, my God. Like, they, we're getting better every year over year, and I think Xiaomi's been doing a really good job as far as pushing the limit. So I'm excited for that, and um, I'm also very grateful the fact that they they <laughs> they sent me the scooter without even telling me where it's coming. It was like I see I see FedEx showing up at the door with like a massive box, and I was like, what and on the one hand you're like, be? hey, cool. On the other hand, you're like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, honey, are you home? And um, so, yeah, the box was so heavy. They basically, they put it in the, uh, on the floor. They basically dragged it across the, uh, the living room. And it just sat in the living room waiting for me to come home. Yeah. So. That sounds about yeah. right. That's <laughs> what happened with, with the bike that I got. And I was like, that's, that's 100 pounds. It, they're not light. It's going to live there for a bit. It, but I didn't think that the, so when I saw all the, 
the the points about it and all of that, I never thought that the weight would be that much different. It is substantial, like st- at least three times the weight of the Xiaomi Pro, the four uh, the four Pro. Because I at the end when I was trying to do a comparison, I was like trying to carry both. I'm like, it's not even the same. It's like like yeah. almost like I can just do bench presses with this one, and the other one like I can barely lift. So um, like I I want to see more secure security features built in mm-hmm. um and right now the only thing you could Still do my favorite thing about the yokai for sure yeah it, the tap the card on that so the only thing you could do right now with xiaomi is that you can lock the scooter with the app so once you lock it with the app you couldn't turn it back on so somebody picks it up tries to take That's it good. they couldn't turn it back on but you need to remember to turn on the app connect over bluetooth and lock the scooter yeah which is a step a like it depends on what you yeah and, and and but i still feel like it you know it's I still don't know, like with even with the Okai, I never really left it anywhere. I always purposely left with it going somewhere and I always came back with it somewhere. I never really like locked yeah. a scooter or never tried to secure a scooter to something. Let's I, say that. I did take it I did take it to um to our little Trader Joe's, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure is a very good test of security because it's just a suburban Trader Joe's. Like yeah. no one's really that interested in stealing your bicycle at this like sort of off the hillside Trader Joe's. But it was nice. It was that nice peace of mind of like, all right, I tapped the little card and it shut itself off and no one can drive it until the card is tapped again. And that's enough for me to run into a TJ for 10 minutes and grab a couple groceries and stuff. So that kind of stuff is a nice peace of mind. The, the Bluetooth on the app, that helps because so many yeah. of these scooters I think are just like, I don't know. I don't know what the, it's so easy. And, and, and I think the thing that's frustrating, especially like looking into bicycle culture here, Mm -hmm. law enforcement doesn't care at all. There is no resource or no, or there are no resources dedicated to recovering stolen bikes, stolen scooters. Oh yeah. The moment is, yeah. And, and that's it. I mean, you, you can report the crime and then LAPD's like, okay, that sucks for you and no no effort is made um i i don't understand why there hasn't been more of a push in electric bikes and electric scooters to do things like motor lockout yeah so if you don't have like a security code or or like a a phone that's paired with it or something like that it's kind of surprising to me that like we're a couple generations into this stuff and now we're starting to get some features that lock this stuff down and I think that's we need we need more. I feel like, like I said, uh, Okai did it really well, um, mm-hmm. and they thought about it on the app side as well as on the secure side with the tap and uh, tap. Like you couldn't just accidentally stumble into turning it on or yeah. or using it. So um, I, hopefully we'll we'll have to see. Maybe Xiaomi will put out some more updates where it does. You know, if it loses Bluetooth pairing, you don't have access to the scooter. For me, honestly, with the exception of that, I, it's been just a dream. Um, and I think of all. Like especially because where I am, we have a lot of uh, bumpy rides and hills and areas. I, I can actually literally go for miles without ever actually getting on the road um, just to be on those little paseos, which I really hope one of these days I want to get you to come out and, and check yeah, it out. We can go for up. a rise there. For sure. Um, and then, um, so yeah, long story, sh- extremely short. Uh, I'm trying to make it short, but uh, really nice surprise. Very nice, very robust ecosystem that Xiaomi has and their scooter line is absolutely fantastic. The suspension for me was the biggest win because the number one thing that always gets me with the scooters are is uh, because of my knees, I can't be on them for too long because that whole bum, 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 bum. Yeah, you come back and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it was the same thing with those hoverboards that we, uh, back when they were you know popular. 
um, they're great for the first initial thing, but because you're stabilizing the whole time and you're locking your knees for so long, um, you know, us, well, not us, myself, I just have, that's just something I have. My family, yeah. we're, not, we're not great with needs. Um, so the the Scooter 4 Ultra and the Pro were definitely nice. I, uh, the Ultra is definitely much better than the Pro. It just, it weighs as heavy as it as you think it's going to. I, I don't want to make it sound like it's a bad thing, but it's not like you're going to walk oh, around. If you, that, that if you still, need to carry I mean, it, you need to know. Yeah, it's still it's still the thing. Like, I tend to lean more towards liking a good e-bike because if something happens to the motor or if the battery dies, I still have a bicycle. It's a yeah. heavy bicycle. You've been on <laughs> that, that fat tire. That is a yeah. very heavy bicycle, but it's still a bicycle, and I can still pedal and get places even if I have zero battery or the motor's dead or something happens. It, it'll me. work like a regular and, bike if not, yeah. And that Okai wasn't tremendously heavy, but that is not the kind of scooter you want to try and kick drive up a hill. No, you know, it, like it, without, it will not. A motor assist. It, if you don't have a motor in that, yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't run. It's not like the the wheels are unlocked. It, it still has a little bit of traction kind of going on with it because it's not meant for it. Um, so the Voyager was actually a was it a Voyager or was it the the, the one that that I rode was that a fat tire? Or I thought the one you're keeping is the fat tire. The the other I one might just clicked out. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be keeping the fat tire. So oh, okay, yeah, because I'm thinking the, like the, the Voyager the one is. The, the oh, nomad the is the one that I'm I'm going to be keeping. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I was the like, discover I is the one that because um, the nomad the, was substantially harder to ride. I I had a oh, yeah. very yeah, that was oh, not a ride. It's tough, and and also it, like it's big and it's heavy, and yeah. then the motor is a lot more powerful. So you've got a big heavy thing that can go faster, and you and you have to remember to down gear that downshift. That was the other. That was a mistake on my side. <laughs> and, and now that I've started getting a feel for it, I don't want to go to anything lighter. <laughs> like I really <laughs> like it. Um, but yeah, it is. It is absolutely a a very specific kind of ride, and it's just big huge fat cushy tire is so comfy on all these roughed up yeah old agora suburb roads that i mean like there are parts of there are parts of our neighborhoods both of us individually that we live in very different places where like gravel paths and that's what mm -hmm. cars drive on and you're like th this would be miserable on a road bicycle tire but you get a good cushy suspension on a scooter or you get a big fat overinflated balloon mm -hmm. tire on a bike and you're like this is awesome and i love it yeah so, no and, and um, i think that's one of the big benefits it's because uh, i remember yeah but it was it, it is also different uh, much harder to drive right not yeah. drive <laughs> it's not a car um but yeah no man it's it's uh that's primarily i mean literally uh i've been I'm done with all of my reels and shorts from MWC nice. from all the content that I got a chance to shoot and, and re-record. Like I yeah, I was like pushing one at a time because I wanted to like <laughs> I didn't want to overcrowd it. And I really I'm not gonna lie to you guys, uh, the 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 jet lag's been serious and I haven't been able to sleep. Like I had, you know, like to just be in that foggy morning and all of that. So Anything to be able to push out content, but at least keep things, you know, still exciting around MWC. I know MWC ended about a week ago, um, but, you know, like, you know, the the cooler that OnePlus put together, their mm -hmm. tablet, uh, their, uh, you know, obviously the Concept One, uh, running stable, uh, you know, um, 
just running models, uh, you know, generating images um, on on a on a reference device in less than fifteen seconds. That was kind of a nice little thing. But I was kind of like that the the crown of just you know stable diffusion, kind of mm-hmm. just letting it be the last one. And tomorrow will be like a somewhat of a return to a regular video, as long as nothing goes wrong, <laughs> or at yeah, least as I, long as my congestion doesn't go worse. Let's I, say Adam's, that Adam's in the chat too. You saying I, I mean we're all just getting too old to do this jet jet setting constantly changing time zones kind of a thing and, I, and we were like because so adam was with me in new york <laughs> right before mwc adam was with me in new york and then he he uh, i think i left ahead of him but then he still had to go home and then he had to go back so there was that whole you know jet setting mm-hmm. and all of that it, it's it's hard it, it just doesn't yeah, get really easier hard. because you you don't get to go home and just relax right you don't get to go home and just sit no, you go back home, and the moment you go home, regular life goes back to normal time. So you're adjusting to another time zone yeah. that you never really left, but or never really adjusted to. But um, hopefully, by the time I'm done with this, whatever this cold is, and whatever, because um, my son also has uh, a, a milder version of it. I think I picked it up from him. I was just I was so stressed, and immune system was just not running at 100. And I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I was I was fine all the way through MWC uh, Malaga come back here two three days later and then now we're here sniffles and, sniffles department he's like and now we're here yeah and me and I napkins am, our best friends <laughs> oh my god it is it is a ball of snot i need to get some nyquil or dayquil and nyquil something <laughs> something to knock off you need to knock yourself to dry out up. so you can get, kind of get back on your sleep schedule that's what <laughs> i think your body's fighting right now i'm still waking up at like two o'clock in the morning i, no, I go back I, I can fall asleep at regular time but that's somehow, incorrect. yeah, at 2 a.m., I'm like, <laughs> I'm up, let's go. I, and then, I was feeling bad this week that, like, somehow I got off my normal schedule where I'm, I'm waking up more at, like, 6.30. And this week I was like, oh, I guess you're up at 5.45. Oh, right? man. And you know what Time the worst part? the day. Uh, it's Saturday. <laughs> We're going to get time change again. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, why not? If it's Why all not? messed up, let's just mess up everything together. Just kick, just kick a, a whole bunch of techies when they're down. Uh, well, I, I personally have a harder time with this the springtime than it is in the fall, because we, not like we lose. We, you are essentially yeah, like um, where you normally wake up at six thirty, you're waking up at five thirty. Yeah. You know your your body's like, wait a minute, what? Nah, you want me to wake oh, up this early? Is, this is incorrect. Yeah, I don't like it, this. And and I and I thought we had more traction last year where they were going to basically change the ruling on that and not have to, you know, they, you know, let us just all stay in daylight saving time, not have to shift back into. So I don't know if it passed. We Some, had a, so, a ballot initiative to yeah. consider the move, and I signed, and I said ending, yes, to that. and I voted for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that ballot initiative passed. We don't have farmers. But, I, I don't think we had this even, farmer need. If, even but, yeah. if it did pass, it wasn't we're going to get rid of daylight savings time. It was we're going to consider the impact study of 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 examining. Oh the so we were, we, we were agreeing. So we were basically having agreeing to the meeting to the meeting. So essentially, let's yes. get together and talk about the meeting. Yeah, okay. we're engaged to be engaged uh, to be engaged. God. Yeah. Who benefits? So what, this is my thing, though. Who benefits from it? Like nobody benefits from it. The only thing we have is everybody's going to have to deal with it for the first three days of the week next week because everybody's going to be miserable waking up an hour early. I'm I'm, I'm the angry sci-fi nerd. I want us to go to just a world 24-hour clock Uh instead of – so just like it's 1 p.m. The entire planet is 1 p.m. (laughs) It's 1 p.m. 
let's stop pretending that like we live in this like heavily regimented only one hour of the slice of the planet is did, in operation did you did you know that in, in the uk they have uh, a greenwich line um greenwich uh, uh light that goes in yeah but they actually they beam a light across the uk so you know exactly where greenwich time is I saw that one time we were going out when we were when we Did were there for that. the the N two fl- the N two flip from uh, Oppo, and uh, I was like, okay, so that is that's exactly zero. That's that, there <laughs> it is. That's okay. the reference point. I now I know. Arrived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, and it surprisingly <laughs> goes over the O two stadium in the. Uh, so if you're in London, if you if you're you, know, you you'll see it over the O two. Uh, that's where I saw it because I've been to the UK many, many times and I've never seen mm-hmm. that light. And if you're right. by like Tower Bridge or anything like that, you don't see it there. But further out, nice. it's more visible. So, yeah. But I also think we need to radically redesign our calendar, too, because we could have just like perfect 30 day months. Uh, yeah, there's yeah the whole <laughs> 28 days. of. Oh, my God. I, mean, I cramped too much our time in our calendar that make any sense. And we could, and... we could make this better. It's, I I think like, if we we, we like put our noggins together, to, to me, I, I always get kind of a chuckle when it gets reshared because it's been on on a, a whole bunch of Reddit posts. But like every time the little meme image of someone on Twitter saying, "So when all the boomers are dead, do y'all want to finally switch to metric or nah?" <laughs> <laughs> like yes, I would like that. Yeah, and I, I know. I, I already mostly think in metric. I might as well just go like just go the whole just way just go full bore go full bore yet yeah. why even bother with it just go <laughs> let's just go all together in the same it would be in uh, the world would be in a slightly easier place to to live if we had the, right. the ability because because you go to, to london and then they still use miles per hour although it's yeah. like I'm yeah you're like canada too yeah you're yeah right. but they're but really referencing kilometers going, like, i don't know i guess we're going 100 kilometers an hour Okay, like, that's uh, about that? where we are freeway speeds here in the United States. Like, even you don't have to do all of the exact math, but yeah, it's I about sixty. Run a bunch of five Ks. I, yeah, I know oh, exactly. How, yeah, how many miles, of five miles. Is. Like, that's not that's not tough. We could do this. We I'm could totally. People, it's not I, that I, hard. I think we could definitely do it. I think that the biggest thing would be probably for us to step you're, one. You're, let's fix I, the let's fix the whole time. I want you to go saving. with me on this. Okay, so sure. in the United States. I have so little faith in the educational system here in the United States. If we just switched all the cars to kilometers per hour and switched (laughs) all the street signs to kilometers per hour, hour. I guarantee you we would see a significant drop in auto fatalities because because you start seeing the the numbers so high. Yeah, they were like, oh, my God. And they'd be like, oh, I'm going 60 KMs. That's kind of like miles per hour. That's like the going way slower. Nowhere. It's like thirty-five something. Yeah, no, I know it. Uh... Going through school zones at twenty-five, but you just switch it. To tw- you don't switch it. You don't do the the math on what miles per hour to kilometers per hour. Just switch the kilo- just, just switch change the uh, from miles the, uh, to, to, to kilometers, kilometers, and you switch the speedometer so it's kilometers per hour. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And most people wouldn't notice. <laughs> They'd still be driving. Oh, the car says I'm doing 60 km's. Okay, I'm doing real fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm going fast enough. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like some people were like, "Man, I'm running 60 miles an hour, 60 kilometers Oof. an hour," and they're like, "Yeah, that's a, that's well, some speeding right there." Yeah, yeah, slow down, slow down. And, and then think about how excited they would be where like stretches of the freeway, 120 kilometers per hour. I can go 120 kilometers per hour. I remember it's like light this. speed. 
It, it, I remember, Except so, minus like a couple million miles per hour. It, it's just like the speed of light. I remember while, um, like it was, it was a while back when I first started driving and I, and I got used to driving here in the U.S. Because I've driven in Lebanon and I've driven in the U.S. But in Lebanon, obviously, it's kilometers. So, uh, But I was, I was here for a few years driving a car and I go back to Lebanon and like, you know, I'm like, it says, what? It's 120 kilometers an hour? Like, man, that is fast. Like when I was thinking in my mind right. before getting in the car, driving on the freeway, and I was like, oh, it's the same See? thing. It's the same. I'm I felt you, I felt work. like... I, in my mind TK, at the time, I'm not going to lie. I, I was like, I could save so many lives. We could reduce so many accidents. That's true. No, no, I'm I, telling I, you, we could, we could do this. The perception of speed is what we need. That's, that's essentially But it. so many people, in, in like so many people drive these, like, uh, tell me you really feel the perception of speed in a Toyota Camry. Nah. <laughs> that's like driving a Barca lounger. It's, You're yeah, not it feeling is. the speed. Dude, in, no, in, in no a it's a Camry. SUV. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Not in an Explorer, not in a Camry, or no, not even in the. It's. Yeah, I mean, I miss I miss my days with my Toyota Supra. I I really miss yeah. my Supra, and 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 every time I talk to to Adam, you know, he still has his Supra. So it's like, okay, yeah, he's he, oh, he's he. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was a it was a running gag between he and I. I mean, literally, we were running at each other more so than th- this year, more so than ever. Like seriously, every year mm-hmm. I went, Adam was there, and um, but we didn't get a chance to spend as much time in in uh, in Barcelona. I got. Oh man, um, I landed and I, man, I had a, on the Xiaomi 13 Pro, I had a, I started shooting some um, Dolby Vision video. So oh, I nice. shot the Dolby Vision video, which looked beautiful on the phone and it looks great on the Mac, but it wasn't, I, I, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't, I, I tried, I didn't do any color correction on it and I didn't realize that it wasn't um processing correctly till after yeah. i did the video and i published it and i was watching the video and the clip looked yeah. so over you know blown out and i ended up spending so many hours trying to troubleshoot the video trying to figure out how to fix it how to change it and yeah. at the end i just gave up but it was literally like wasted three and a half hours because i was researching how to fix it i haven't done yeah. a uh, dolby vision before the uh, x90 pro that we got doesn't have dolby vision nope. so the 13 pro is the first dolby vision video uh device that i've i've had to use so for me it was um it was a learning experience but it was definitely something that i i need to i need to spend more time there are ways of correcting sure. it that to graded so that it actually but i even good. i even had that issue with um uh, what uh, the hdr the 10-bit hdr on the pixel okay I'm not, yeah, yeah i i don't I, I don't love getting into all of this other sort of color profile color science color grading stuff um i mean i know like danny winget has a whole bunch of videos about like well, if you're Rec 709 versus BT 2020 and you can do this and you can convert Yeah, and, and essentially okay. it is. You just you need to set everything to Rec 709 just to get it Great. to to play you know, play nice. But but that's just it is that it doesn't still. I mean, it, it, what it's you're not describing, 100, like, yeah. the difference between like HDR10 versus Dolby uh, Vision versus just 10-bit HDR, 10-bit. whatever the pixel shoots, I don't even know what exact profile that is. All of them play just that little bit different, and they all have their own unique compatibilities with monitors. So yep. even when you can get what you think looks like the correct image up on your screen, 
it doesn't mean that's going to look anything similar on someone else's. And, and that's what th- and that's what threw me off. It the um the 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 display on the MacBook Pro is intended for uh, basically Dolby Vision video. So when I looked at it on my display, yeah. I edited the awesome. video. It looked perfectly fine. It's great. The only way to catch it is to if you had a secondary display, you drag your entire uh, you know prof- uh, app from one yeah. side to the other, and you're like, oh my god. And I and I, oh, I don't know bad. why in my mind I I thought about watching the video because I typically don't uh, because I I honestly wanted to see how the HDR how the, the Dolby Vision was going to look like and I looked it up I'm like oh my god I took that video down real quick <laughs> so uh, unfortunately yeah that night that day uh, after the launch uh, in in Barcelona uh, I only put out the buds and the and the watch and the Pro ended up taking me longer to put out together so I ended up. Anyway, so it was a, it was a headache, and then from there it was just a downhill. Uh, and you know, the show started, and it was just literally one thing after another. And then we left early; we didn't stay more than two days, so we only we left on the on the first February mm-hmm. short. Uh, so we left on the first um, in the morning. I went back for literally two, an hour. I went to the Motorola booth, and I got to play with the riser, the their their rollable phone for sure. Um, and I was it. My MWC experience was still very short, although. South of Spain, Malaga, absolutely heaven. Like it was just crazy good. And there's going to be more things coming up from that. I do, I do want to say that it was a, um, it was an amazing experience. I, and I did share some images. Some people were asking if this was from like some kind of a secret device or whatever. I'm like, no, it was just from the S23 Ultra or my Pixel. I was using right. those devices to, you know, it was it was a tour. Um, and we had the N2 flip, of course, and and you know, and then the N2 and all of that stuff. So there's there'll be more to come, but um. It was still an amazing trip, and seeing all of the Islamic architecture into yeah. in the Al uh, Habra was just fantastic for me. It was like, oh my god! And I did I did take some uh, Insta three sixty video that I should edit, um, and then post some of that because I just I just geeked up. I just extended it and walked around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like a guide <laughs> tour. Follow me, the one with the camera. So that was me. I mean, and it, uh, is, it is the thing I miss from when I was really trying to dig in deep on three sixty cameras was just like. I'm going to shoot this and it doesn't matter what I'm shooting because I'm getting everything around me. So I can kind of make this whatever I want it to be after the fact. The the thing about it though, with Insta 360 though, what I really like about them. So this is a weird thing. Like for them, just buying the camera, isn't the entire experience. You really need to follow them on socials because they, so, they provide so many tutorials on social yeah, on how to do they, these different really perspectives. They do, and and that so that little bit of a thing that I'm doing for for the Xiaomi was I saw that on their Instagram feed where they would use it to run almost like those um like those fancy videos that you see in, in Instagram and TikTok where the guy just uses a phone and he's like doing speed run and back and yeah. twisting and all of that. But with because of the fact you have the boom, like when you saw it in our video, I was able to immediately look like it was a drone. Although I was standing up there with like a massive boom walking around, like I felt like it was going to yank somebody at some point. Um, <laughs> Long story short, I, I'm really finding new ways to enjoy the Insta360. As long as there's good lighting, it's pretty. It's a pretty decent experience camera, um, and their software is very intuitive. Almost too oh, simple sure. and too easy, just to spit out videos um, and edit videos and set up the angles and the shots and all of that. So it's really nice. And I have a lot of my a lot of my footage for the for the Xiaomi 4 Pro, the Xiaomi 4 Ultra, are from the Insta360 because. Nice. It's the only way to shoot the tires while I'm riding. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to get those really close up, you know, juicy footage of spinning tires. You, you go with the X3. It. 
You gotta have I, the X3. I mean, like it's 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 not as fun on a GoPro. It just isn't. Uh, I got my little hero back here. And your hero was actually fun. really nice though. The footage on that was super crisp. It's good. Like yeah, really I mean, crisp. Again, yeah. I it, this is hilarious. Like that GoPro um pairs with like my Axon and my uh Sony uh-huh. for having four K one twenty. And that's the reason why I like that GoPro is like now I've got like a trio of devices that are really speaking handy of Sony for um, shooting slow motion. They uh, just released their creator app. Oh yeah, I saw that. I haven't yeah. had a chance to mess with I, it. I, I installed but, it and I guess has to play with it. Yeah. Uh, um but some really interesting cloud collaboration tools, which kind of would have helped if I were more in the Sony ecosystem. I finished a shoot, the shoot that I was on while you were in in uh in Barcelona. And, and like, even just managing the files, yeah, we can't see any of these clips. And it's like, yeah, it's cloud storage. You've got to download them all. Oh, that's going to take us, like, three days. <laughs> yeah. We shot ProRes, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I have it on my desk still. Like, it's like, this, this is a 500 gig SSD. This is almost full. I, yeah, yeah. I could mail you this faster than you it would be faster than you downloading it at this cloud at this rate. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you did the right thing, dude. You did it. You did it right. You get, you got, if you go where you were, you know, I wasn't getting paid for that trip that I went. I'll say that it was not, I mean, even though, um, Oppo did cover, uh, the expenses and so on, I wasn't getting paid for it. There was no physical money paid to me, but it was obviously compensated in travel and so on. Uh, but you did it right. You you were able to put it into directly where it needs to be. So I'm glad that you had the photo shoot. I, I can't wait to see, not the photo shoot, but the video shoot. Um, hopefully, I, uh, we'll see something Me from too. it soon. Uh, I, I mean, like again, it was it was pretty fun. I, I got to DP that shoot. I probably won't be editing it, so I'm kind of curious to see what they do with the footage. Like, I, I hope. Is, I hope this is fun. I like having one job. I have uh, one job. That's it. You go. And yeah. I'm good. Yeah, as opposed to being the whole production crew as we usually are. No, I'm I'm For with sure. you. I'm with you. But um, well, um, we should probably start bringing bringing this plane in for a landing. You need to get some sleep, buddy. You need to like, yeah. go to bed and and like I am I'm take care of yourself. I'm rightfully some... congested on this side. I cannot breathe on that side. I'm very much a ah, mouth breather right now. That's so gross. It is let's, so let's no. Not only that, in. I ran out of napkins about five minutes ago. Let's, let's so my timing in. is very short. Before it's just going to get we, ugly. We gotta, we gotta bail. We gotta get yeah. out of this as efficiently <laughs> as we can. Tk, Tk needs some napkins, and I'm out of water. But yeah, no. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely not. Obviously, the week after MWC is not going to be as busy as the week as as MWC. There's not as much. But I think the conversations are starting to kind of go into now the the extended conversations of how things are. Um, I still need to figure, wrap up my S23 Ultra video. Um, I've been playing a little bit more with the Xiaomi 13 Lite. I think that that one actually was a nice little surprise that of one the device. Really interesting to me. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that it had two front-facing flashes on it when I first looked at it. Um, and so it, uh, from a from an experience of like a light version of the 13, because the 13 is, mm-hmm. and, and not to make it into a thing, so the way Xiaomi positioned the 13, the 13 Pro, and the 13 Lite, they're very different. They're not. They don't really relate specifically to each other, other than the being a Xiaomi really, uh, no. device. It's the a little light... bit more like like sort of a, a Galaxy S twenty three to a Note twenty three. 
like it's they a, feel yeah, like it, different phones. They not, feel like different phones, yeah. exactly. And and when you go from a 13 Pro to a 13, a 13, you notice first the, the different the, the massive difference in size. It's more of like a it, it's like going to an S21 to an S21 Ultra, like jumping two steps, not just jumping one. And then you go with the light, which although a, it's more budget friendly, it it's a bigger device, a bigger display than what the 13 has. Although not as stacked as the 13, obviously not the 8 Gen 2. Yeah. We're talking about the the 7 Gen 1. Um, so long story is that's what I'm kind of like trying to shoot for. Um, the Xiaomi 4 Ultra, I feel like this is going to be one of my first one. I want to get, get that out. Um, and then start. I also kind of need to put the, the Razer Edge. That's going to be one of my next things. So S22 Ultra and Razer Edge for next week. Um, and then, of course, hopefully the the Insta360 link. Um, I've been testing it out quite a bit. It's nice. so far, it's pretty decent. Actually, if you notice, like, the video is not bad, uh, although it's, it's not good. it's not an S3 from you know A7S3. It's actually pretty decent for 4K. Yeah. Then it yeah so I, yeah I'm 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 the same. Uh, tomorrow I've got a Moto Edge Plus showing up because I'm gonna send my brother-in-law the uh, Verizon model and oh nice he uses Verizon unlocked T-Mobile compatible version was on sale for 450. I kind of went okay. I still want a Moto Edge. So pick up the team. That one. So that's showing up. (laughs) That's nice. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. It's the right thing to do. Revisit of the dirty little secret is like, I really have been using this as like a a mobile computer. Uh, And and it, it feels like when I have a Moto Edge and I have a Sony Xperia together, I almost kind of have an LG V60 again. So that's that's kind of the uh, the kind of I think I'm going to put together just something talking about that. But um, publicly, we're going to be getting that PC build out. Yep. Um, I've got a lot of like little sort of um, I'm going to be doing a couple a couple videos just on different camera sensors. Um, I'm playing with the pros and cons of the one inch sensor. So I might make them two separate videos. Why you want a one-inch camera sensor? Why you might not want a one-inch camera sensor? Makes sense. Um, so some 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 things that I kind of want to play with there. A little bit more time with the Xiaomi 13, and then tomorrow morning I'm going to be publishing that full like bar graph comparison, uh, all the performance testing on the Note 23, the Xiaomi 13. Mm-hmm. These new Geekbench scores are chapping my rear right now. I saw I saw your tweet about the GPU. Yeah, and I don't GPU like that testing. we don't have history. I don't like that we don't have history. This is really bugging the crap out of me. So I'm not happy with Geekbench, and and I'm seriously going to put this up on maybe like a poll on Patreon. I think I might just give up on Geekbench for any type of conversation on performance. It really doesn't make any sense to me. What these new scores mean? What are we tracking? You, as a user, you mm-hmm. can't track. So if the argument is, I use benchmarking applications to see if my phone is slowing down over time, you can't do that. So what is the value of Geekbench? It means nothing. Yeah, it lost its one thing that we used to be able to reference, and I I used to do the exact same thing. Like when you get the device, you see it later on, and when you get a software update, did you actually gain performance or are you actually slowing down? And we've seen it in multiple devices. And and the moment they went to Geekbench 6, it just all went out the door. And and I didn't realize it went out the door because what happened is I did a whole bunch of tests thinking, oh, it's just sitting in the history. I can show the history in the video. No history. And in the middle of the video, I'm like, you Oh my god! Ah, it just adds so, more wrinkles to the thing. Yeah. 
So on that note, stay tuned because yeah. we'll have lots of other videos and podcasts or a bunch or of cranky conversations happening over the next week. And uh, stay tuned for all of that coverage. Yeah. Um, and then also just, you know, kind of pal around. We'll, we'll be around on the socials and uh, Absolutely. photos and videos and shorts and reels and all that fun stuff, too. So, folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning in, for, for listening, for checking this all out. And uh, we'll catch you back here next week for another installment of the best of our the week, best of our week. I, I i really feel we need to make a like a gaming themed episode maybe not next week but coming up soon yeah, yeah, we yeah. just talk games again because i i don't think we've done that in a while no and and i haven't been miserably uh humiliated with uh tetris effects <laughs> since since the last time we even remotely talked about it uh-huh. so with that being said thank you everybody for hanging out with us on this beautiful thursday evening if you are um in Southern California, you know, stay tight. It's going to be wet for the next day or so. But otherwise, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. We'll see you guys early next week with Juan and myself as well. And next week and the best of our week on Thursday evening. Bye-bye for now. Happy birthday, Mom!